Well, hello. Welcome to Pegasus Radio and the third installment of Global Stories. Today, I am joined by Mark Wainwright. Mark is the MD of Mining Globally for Turner and Townsend. Mark will give us an insight into what life is like currently in South Africa, but also how the mining sector globally has been affected by the coronavirus. I hope you find this one interesting. Let's dive in. Well, hello, Mark. Thanks for joining us today on the Pegasus Radio Global Stories mini-series. And if you can just maybe introduce yourself, Mark, as to who you are, maybe, I guess, a very potted history of your career, how you found yourself in South Africa. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Paul. And morning, afternoon to everybody. Out of Cambridge University in England, I ended up in uh, South Africa working on a, a gold mine, which is a, an unusual route, I think, to... Yes. Uh, to uh, to mining, ended up a good six months underground in a place called Carltonville, about an hour outside of Joburg, then went into the city and joined the head office of um, Goldfields, which is still in existence in a much uh, much changed format, as, as many of you might be, might be aware. Uh, for South Africa, yeah, in those days, in the late 80s, it was very much the, uh, the doyen of the the gold mining industry, which it no longer is of those of you who follow mining. And since then, I've moved on from mining into mining consulting via Deloitte and now working for a company called Turner & Townsend, which is a construction consultancy heading up the mining group around the world and going through, as we all are, going through some very interesting times. Yes. Okay, excellent. And you've moved around with Turner & Townsend, Mark, obviously when me and you first started speaking, I think you are in London for a while. Yeah, yeah it's a headquartered business in, in, yeah. in the UK, so I... Uh, I joined them in uh, in the UK, having spent four years in Russia, which was which was an interesting uh, experience to say the least. So yeah, we London and then and then uh, back to South Africa to head up the team here. Excellent. Okay, fantastic. And your you 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 kind of your, your long term plan will be to stay in South Africa now, Mark. That's where you see your future. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Although in in uh, in these times, I think you've got to go where where you needed most. So mm-hmm. our, our divisions are are based in mining divisions are based in Latin America, which has always been a good good territory. Australia, traditional mining territory. Uh, North America, which has always been strong, and, and and obviously Africa, with a focus on moving north from South Africa with the South African uh, resources industry in, 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 uh, in, in decline, I think, with the age, of the, the age of the gold mines in particular, although still very strong in, in platinum and other, and other PGMs where it dominates the world economy. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And Mark, if we can move on, how are you finding, how is the coronavirus, I guess, affecting South Africa? And, you know, maybe... You know, do you know roughly when the first case was, and how, how that's developed on from there at all? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the stats at the moment are quite interesting. It's we three weeks into lockdown, and the initial lockdown period was three weeks, but just extended by by two more to the end of the month. Interestingly, it was the first one of the first countries, I believe, that put a lockdown in place before there was a first fatality. Okay. And where we stand now is three thousand three hundred cases with fifty three deaths reported, which is She's in a country like South Africa where social distancing is incredibly difficult, particularly in the in, in, in the township areas. Seems to be a very low number. Yes. Um, we, we reporting is always is always going to be difficult, but the extent of the of the virus in, in, in Africa, in South Africa particularly, seems to be relatively low. One the various theories around um, lockdown of airports very quickly. Mm-hmm. The lockdown itself 
in South Africa is pretty thorough compared with what's seen around the world. You literally are stopped if you go outside. No exercising as as polite the, uh, as the UK, so you can't jump on your bicycle, unfortunately. Right. Probably the worst thing of all is that the um, the off licenses or the bottle stores, as I know now here, are also out of bounds. So so people haven't got uh, cigarettes and alcohol to fall back on. That that would kill me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pretty pretty severe lockdown. If the results are to be to believed, and and, uh, and no reason not to believe it, then it seems to be effective. But the downside is that winter is around the corner in the southern hemisphere, and and as we know, the virus tends to proliferate in in in, in slightly colder weather. So we're yes. keeping fingers crossed. But yeah, a relative success story, and the, the president over here is getting a fair bit of, of kudos for being very very decisive for a, for a change. Well, I think that you know that certainly seems to be the general trend, doesn't it? The countries that were more decisive and made you know were more strict seem, seem to be you know certainly getting less Absolutely. fatalities. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, lessons yeah. learned for the, the world. Uh, yeah, we have the the, the, the police forces out, and um, in the in the more populated areas, the the army has been deployed to try and contain uh, contain movement. But uh, so far, so good. Good. Well, fingers crossed. May that continue, and like you say, hopefully, yeah. it doesn't get worse when as the winter approaches. Yeah. So, Mark, you're, you're kind of in quite a unique position. I, the, the base of this podcast is usually to find out how the, I guess, how the construction and related sectors are coping in the individual country. But with your position as kind of global MD for, for TNT's mining division, I guess you've got a good handle on how the mining sector is being affected globally. So, can you just give us yeah, a bit of an oversight sure. of that? Sure. It, 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 it's varied, I think. I think it, it obviously government policy, company policy dictates, dictates closed down. Uh, the size and criticality of the various projects dictates whether they're going to be closed down or not. And, uh, and so there's, there's a mixed bag. In, in South Africa, for example, as I've just started, said, the lockdown was pretty, pretty tight. But now mines are coming, are being granted exemption, going up to 50% output, which, which will help. In parts of Canada, the mines kept going, perhaps because they were very remote. Um, mm. I think Quebec, Quebec stopped them. The U.S. carried on as considered an essential industry. Mm-hmm. Australia, a mixed bag. Some of the big capex projects that have got thousands of workers on there were were stopped, and some are being freed up, with, but with very tight access control and very tight testing. Um, same in Australia. So, in some respects, there's a, a story of, of, of continuity, I think, with with slight variations. So, so big, big, big projects. Peru, uh, the big Cuervo project there is pretty much ramped down. But a lot of the other smaller stay in business or expansions are, are, are carrying on, partially because of an economic need. The mines mm-hmm. do need to keep churning out, and, and secondly, less less people involved in a in a confined space. And thirdly, supply chain. I mean, if if you're working with a big um, a big contractor who's decided he needs to take his people off for their safety, then uh, that's what's going to happen with the, mm. the contractual ramifications, you could imagine. So, yeah, so a bit of a mixed bag. The big projects, by and large, nothing's really running it flat out. Um, yes. So, again, the world's flagship projects, Oyotogo in Mongolia, slow down, Oyoveco in Peru, stop, um, we'll probably probably ease up a bit. BHP's work in uh, in Australia still still going ahead under a various uh, under various stages. So so a mixed bag, but certainly with the news on the oil price this morning of uh, going into negative territory, mm. the Texas International 
Probably commodity-wise, mining is faring slightly better. Gold prices, as you may know, are pretty high, a safe haven in these times. Yeah, they always are in times of crisis, yeah. Copper, which has been a, a big commodity, is taking a, bit of a, taking a bit of a hit. But oddly enough, in some, in some respects, iron ore, uh, largely out of Australia and Brazil, is holding up very well. Right. And although, although the analysts are saying that when the Chinese iron ore mines get going, that could reverse again into, into surplus. But for now, those prices are holding up, which is great for the Australian uh, economy and, and, and mm. to a lesser extent, the Brazilian economy and anywhere where iron ore is, is being made. Yeah, okay. And so I imagine, Mark, the mines vary, do they, in terms of the, the amount of, I guess, automation, the amount of physical manpower needed on the site, yeah. depending on whether it's a deep or an open cast mine and, and yeah. uh, how, yeah. how it's been, what does it vary country to country as well, I guess, in terms of the technique, or is, yeah. that, is that fairly similar? No, no, it's, it's, it's a good point, actually. It, it, an underground mine is very difficult. If it's narrow-veined underground mine, it's very difficult to... Uh, to work there in an automated fashion. If you're talking about a big pit in the Pilbara in Australia, yeah, remote fleets, uh, less people, much easier. But as I say, in a deep underground mine, it's very difficult to to, to automate. But there are automation is there. The numbers aren't aren't hugely high, but one thing that will emerge from from COVID is definitely looking to an increase in in, in automation to uh, to avoid the the kind of the kind of infection rates that may be being seen. Yes. So yeah, varies varies from mine to mine, country to country, commodity to commodity, and type of type of mining. Yeah, okay. No, so, so. Well, look, Mark, that's fantastic. I, I mean, the last question I always ask people is, you know, what, what, what's your take on when this will all be back to some kind of normality and, and, and what normality will be, which I appreciate is um, a bit of crystal yeah. ball gazing. But uh, what, for the sake of it, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think. Um, Again, you, you've got to say, you know, governmental policy will will um, will will dictate a lot of this. But yeah. there's a lot of pressure. Clearly, as, as I said earlier on, that, that mines are coming back. I think the worry the worry is the the capital cost cutting that will take place as a result of that. What it does for the medium to longer term. Mm. In the short term, the mines have to get going as part of government stimulus part of dragging the economy back in some shape or other mm. but um, the world will continue to need need commodities so mm. uh, one hopes that the scenario is similar to the, the last global financial crisis where it took perhaps a year a year year and a half to come back but some some analysts are saying it could be, it could be longer but as I've said all along in this in this uh, discussion it will vary from country to country commodity commodity and the Chinese demand will always be huge in what in, in what they need and how if they get past a, a second wave and on our open for business the, the, the demand will kick in but at the moment the Chinese demand is very very unpredictable with their economy taking mm. a huge contraction in the last the last quarter as well so many many factors but mm. uh, one has to be optimistic and uh, yes and assume that the demand will, will, will come back from industrial and uh, domestic user. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I recall certainly back in what, kind of 2009, 2010, mining was probably yeah. one of the strongest sectors to, to pull out of the, you know, the global downturn quicker than any other, I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So we can just hope, uh, hope for the best there. Good. Okay, Mark, look, um, have you got anything else to add? Um, obviously, I was, I was keen to kind of keep these fairly short so I don't take up too much precious time for people, but, you know, obviously very grateful for you to come on board and, and give no, everyone absolutely. your view of life in the mining sector and South no. Africa for that matter. All, all, all good. Glad to be here. Glad to be part of the communication effort. Good. And good, good, uh, good. hope there's of interest. No, thanks very much, Mark. Thanks very much okay. for your time, Mark. Take care. Cheers. Bye.